Good afternoon, this is H.T. Webster, and this is episode 23 of my podcast, Shared Consequences. Um, For all new listeners, I'd like to ask you to go back and listen to these in the order that they were recorded, if you'd like, Uh, regardless of what platform you're on. I think things would just make better sense to you that way. Um, I'm going to start with the Broome County Crisis Line number again. 24-7 24-7 is 607-722-4256. If you can't make a vocal call and you're in crisis, you can text them at 607-725-8196. And as, excuse me, as always, the suicide hotline is 1-800-273-8255. Um, I have a very special guest here with me today. My mommy. <laughs> this is Rebecca Ann Tinker. Rebecca Ann, say hello. Ooh, hello. Um, so mom stopped over. We went, took the dog for a nice walk after work. and um, But we wanted to get together and talk to you guys this week about <clears throat> a show that she found on Discovery Plus called Groomed. Um, and she watched it and I watched it. And um, it was uh, basically a documentary done by a woman named Gwen Van de Paas. Uh, I believe she, what was she, Dutch? She's from Holland. She's mm-hmm. from Holland. Lives here in the United States, I think. Uh, looks like she lives here in the United yeah. States. I think she lives in San Francisco at this time. And basically she needed to try to tell the story about the sexual abuse that she suffered as a child that she too did not recognize was such um, until her adult life and in fact she doesn't really completely embrace that even yet i I, in my opinion from watching the show i agree um it's it kind of mirrors uh kristen lewis cunan's story on doing jane doe as she was abused um by her sec or her excuse me her swim coach and so was um this girl as a young child and basically the documentary goes through her trying to navigate her life now as an adult, she's engaged. She might even be married. Was she? Was that her boyfriend? That was, I believe, it was her boyfriend. Um, Without she's it, trying to have an adult relationship, and she can't. She, uh, she really wants to have it. She wants to have. She only wanted to be a wife and a mother. Yeah. Um, whether she's actually gotten married during this, her. Well, as she's trying to film that or trying to make this film, I'm not sure, but that is part of the process of her trying to heal. And this is because she started to have night terrors and nightmares, and um, she finally decided she needed to seek some help to do so. So I recommend it to anybody who's interested in, in this type of justice and how things unfold for people or excuse me, functional survivors, as I decided we were gonna call ourselves. I believe she's a functional survivor also. She also has other victims, not of that um, abuser, but other people who were sexually abused that she reached out to for this documentary and they um, they told their story to. Survivors. Yes, survivors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right, mom, what do you think about uh, how some of that story unfolded unfolded and do you how do you think it mirrored our situation the grooming was definitely definitely i think 
almost 100%. And and I think for any other cases that you read about or hear about, the grooming was absolutely right on point. And she had a particular doctor on there that was an expert in the field that, oh my gosh, he was phenomenal. And all the things that you have learned yourself during counseling and all the things we've learned along the way is this exact same thing that he said. That was Jim Tanner, right? I think, I think, because I wrote his name down. Was that the guy with the gray hair? Yes. Mm -hmm. And he was very knowledgeable. And I think that is as far as a similarity with our case is, was definitely right on. I think... My heart broke for her in so many ways because I see that she is still struggling so much. And actually, I I can cry right now even talking about it. But um, she's definitely still struggling. And I, but I see that she's also healing. So, and this is all part of her healing. She's going to get better. I know that. And she's helping other people get better. And she's talked to other people who are survivors and they're getting better. So just like you have mentioned before in your podcast, you can all get better. Everybody can get better. And um, I think the more that you are all together, the more you help each other, the more you reach out to each other, the better it is. And I think it was also very important that she not only had female victims on there, she also had Mm -hmm. male. And I think that's extremely important because as we know, it is very difficult for a male to come out. I think one of the things about her documentary, which was very important for me, is the fact that she was, it helped me understand more why people don't come forward Mm -hmm. sooner. Because as you know, I'm a little judgmental on that. Not in Among a- other things. <laughs> Not in a bad way, but because I think that's the only way you're going to stop this horrible, Mm -hmm. horrible thing from happening to anyone is to come forward. Yeah, Uh, I mean, you want a pandemic. This is a this is a huge pandemic, and it's always been a pandemic, and it's and it just keeps getting passed on. Vaccination. That's right. And it's not ever going to stop until everybody steps up and says stop. Yeah, that's right. And and when people do do not come forward it just keeps putting it just keeps putting that um opportunity out there to excuse me alexa stop i'm sorry about that i don't know what alexa (laughs) that somebody speaking that was just confusing me yeah but anyways if the people don't come forward it just does keep opening the door for the pedophiles to keep doing what they do so I that just helped me to hear more as to why they don't I mean I I do understand there's a part of me that understands why they don't but when somebody opens the door for you to come through I'm always confused as to why why are you not coming through this door so that did help me to hear some of their stories as well and We've had sexual abuse in our family before you, mm-hmm. so we also knew some of those stories. So I, I, it's not like it was anything that I wasn't privy to before. It's just 
it just gave me a whole new perspective and I was glad to hear she was she did a great job I thought and um, I'm glad to see that she is getting a little she's getting better and I, I would like to I'd be I'd be glad to see her next documentary telling me that she was very successful just like you are right now yeah that would be great and, um, to see her get yes. to the other side mm-hmm. she's almost to the other side yeah I thought it was um interesting that how she even during this documentary or as part of the documentary she still um was holding on to the fantasy that she was the only person Mm -hmm. that this happened to until um i believe it was jim tanner had to explain to her otherwise just like my doctor did like um like linchpin the lynch like in the episode the linchpin i mean it was really it was just so similar and and the, the look on her face when she figured that out and not only the, the look but the hurt i know it sounds crazy but the the hurt that goes with it because it's like a betrayal on a whole other level because these people the the way they control you um beyond the sexual abuse is to make to manipulate your mind and make you believe certain things and then when you find out not only was a crime committed but all of the other stuff that you held on to and thought was the good part of the relationship as if there could be a good part was also a lie and that's a betrayal on a whole other level and and you have some sort of feelings about that that are associated with like maybe a normal like it's not relief it's anger you know and the other thing i wanted to point out was at the end of the episode did you see the statistics yes the, which i'm 30 percent of all men and women whatever mm-hmm. that of all sexual abuse is reported one percent conviction conviction rate. yes and but i'm not sure and which i'm that sure that is true yeah. i'm just not sure about the first part of that one in what was it one how much how many did they say one in seven women or two in seven women no three Three and six women. Okay. Two, I think, and twelve or ten men. And I'm not sure I agree with those st- yeah. statistics. I'm wondering if those are they could just be Holland. That might be Holland's, yeah. Or maybe it's also that's just what's reported. Right. Yeah, because we know. I mean, we all know anybody that's ever been a victim of sexual abuse or has had it happen in your family. You know, there's a lot more than that a lot more so and I mean just in your case alone just the people that we know that were involved it's way more than that so a hundred percent it's it's that that statistic is just has to be just what's reported and what about all the people before Afton from all the other exactly exactly there's no fucking way right and that's another thing that i like about this documentary is this psychiatrist points that out that the the, how well this guy groomed her with letters and cars and rides just like you were groomed affection Mm -hmm. just like i was this doctor came right out and said there's no way that this guy's this good for his first time that this is he's had a lot a lot lot of practice like that's you know you get that you get that good from practicing yeah so you can't i mean there's no decide one day that this Mm is i don't know just so and then that's another thing so like so of all so you talk about curtis he had even though he uh handed in his administrative license after the trial which we'll get to all that in another episode but one, so let's see, 78, 
So what is that? 80, 70, let's just say 75 to 90 was what? 15 years? Mm-hmm. Is that 15? Yes. So 15 years of children within arm's reach. Don't as dare. many As many as he wanted. As many as he wanted. There's no fucking way mm-hmm. that it was just me. There's just no way. No. Even oh. though nobody else has come forward, I guess is my point. Like, to your point, stating... Right. Well, there were people that came forward. It's just not, a, there's not as many as we know there is out there. Yeah. That's all. I mean, I we know for a fact that there were more that just haven't come forward. So, but now I'm understand, I, I, I guess I'm not saying that correctly. I do understand why they don't. But what I'm trying to say is there's safety in numbers, I guess. Mm-hmm. We're giving you a safety net. We're saying you're not in this alone. Right. You are not. You don't not. You do not have to suffer alone. There are people that know what you're going through. You don't even have to use your name. Exactly. Come forward. Get that off your chest because it's a horrible, horrible thing to have to live with, and and you know that already. So, um, for any of those people that are listening or might hear about this, you know, go through that door. Walk through it because that's the only way you're going to get to the other side of it. But one of the other things that she did, um, that you did, was she was all concerned about what was going to happen to his life. And that was all you were concerned about. Yeah. What's going to happen to his life? He's going to lose his marriage. He's going to lose his job. He's going to do, you can't do it. You can't press charges. You can't do that because all this stuff is going to happen. Because that's because that's exactly, exactly what he, he told you. Me yes. To think, just like and so okay, let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. So they did this, or I don't know. I've never heard of this in the United States. That doesn't mean that it's not um, out there. But they did this. Thing, what was it called? Proxy. Yes, it was. Uh, where she went to speak to but he was this person she spoke to was in the united states she oh. went to speak to a an offender a, a sex, sex offender. offender but not her sex offender correct and it was supposed to be some part of her therapy where she could basically right. ask him questions and maybe get some answers for herself even though it wasn't her abuser but i guess her doctor suggested to do it because their mm-hmm. their mo's are, are most likely the same he um, thought it would be therapeutic. Yeah. He said that he's had success with one of her, one of her psychologists, psychiatrists, whatever they, he, she was seeing. She was seeing a couple different people, so I'm not sure who it was, but he suggested that she see, she try this. That he thought it was successful with other people. I disagree with it 100. percent And I disagreed with it too. But it might work for some people. Maybe. But I, I, I guess the, the only reason I disagree with it though is because you can't tell me that that fucking asshole when she was sitting there talking to him was not like basically reliving all of his own crimes and getting enjoyment from it because these people don't rehabilitate. I've had two separate doctors tell me that it's like the lowest rehabilitation rate for any quote unquote disorder that there is. Just it doesn't happen. So I guess the thing that I don't like about it is that you know somewhere he was getting enjoyment out of having this conversation with her. Yes, and I agree with that. And when this happened to you, I studied every single thing I could. I did everything. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh, I did everything I I possibly could to learn about sexual abuse that I didn't already know, you know, figuring 
I knew basics, knew enough to, you know, raise you guys. I didn't, but I, but when that happened, I had to take up, you and know. And how old were you when that, when you found out? 35. So, <clears throat> um, so I had to take a crash course on how to do everything possible. I had to learn everything I possibly could about sex offenders and, and how to save you and all of that. And nothing I read or learned about, nothing ever indicated that they would ever get well. Even the sex offenders themselves that are interviewed will tell you, I am never going to get better. Right. Don't let me out of this prison. Don't let me out of this jail. Don't let me out of here because I am going to do it again. And that's everything I read. Yes. And because it is true there, there is some type of a sickness that they have. They're not going to get better. So maybe it was therapeutic for her to hear why he did it or how he groomed maybe the grooming part. Yeah, because that was basically the focus on it. I guess. But during that interview, if you listened and maybe they didn't put that part in, I don't know, but they didn't, that certainly wasn't part of the documentary. There was not one time where he showed remorse remorse or thought about the, his victim. When he was talking about his victim, he was talking about that she felt bad and that he was thinking about how he didn't want to go to jail, but he never once said, Oh my God, what I put that poor child through or what is that? How is that child doing today? And, I never no. heard any of those things. Yeah, so. because they all, every one of them that have the disease also has the disease narcissism, which I exactly. think goes hand in hand. But when she was talking to this uh, convicted pedophile for her quote-unquote therapy, the, it gave me the chills when she said, like I did, you know, her biggest concern was she did not want her abuser to get in trouble. She didn't know if he had a family, mm-hmm. if he was going to lose his marriage, his children. She didn't know his situation. She did not want any sort of recourse to come to him. And she tells this convicted pedophile that, and he smiles back at her and says, well, then he did his job well. Yes. Which still gives me chills when I say that out loud. Yeah. And and that was a good thing for him to tell her. Was, she needed yeah. to hear that. Yeah, she did I need to hear I that. I still needed to you, hear. Yes. That. Yeah. And I think any victim out yeah. there still needs yeah. to to hear that. That's. Oh, I guess that's the struggle. Is once you come to terms and the linchpin, quote unquote, mm-hmm. comes out, mm-hmm. you're much. Uh, I don't know how to explain this. You are on the other side. But the thing about the shared consequences, not only that my mother is explaining to you on what she had to do just from, from her point forward from the day she found out, but the work, you always have to do the work every day and remind yourself of that because you can't, it's so easy to go back to, I guess, you know, like an addict, like an alcoholic or whatever, you have to work to stay sober every day, right? Well, you, if you're a functional survivor, you have to work to stay there every day because the part of your brain that was brainwashed doesn't go away. You just have to make sure that it's not running the show anymore. That's a good way of putting it because they robbed you of that. Yeah. They robbed you of any of that common sense part. They, they wiped that, they wiped that slate clean and they took all, they took everything that was you before that 
and they developed what they wanted. So they started, they developed exactly what they wanted and made what they wanted out of any of you to get what they want. And that's, and they work at that and they do, that's all they do. And they're good. They're very good at it. And, and that's just exactly what we tried to tell you in the very beginning that it took you all those years to figure out. And that's what we tried to tell you from day one. Yep, that's probably going to happen. But you know what? That's not your fault. That's his fault. That's his responsibility. And, and that's exactly what should happen to him. So. But sadly, it takes a lot of us three years to come to, to, I know. to terms with that or to even believe that. That's I know. The, that's the thing. Oh, don't cry, Mom. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I just wish I could. I wish that there was, just as I wished with you 30 years ago, that I could make you see all of those things. I wish that I could do that for everybody. I know. They... I know. Well, that's why I wanted to do this now. Because now that I did get on the other side, it's like, I now I want to scream. I want to scream from the mountaintops. That's why I volunteer at the, excuse me, at the crisis center um, for the hotline. Because now I want to bring every fucking buddy with me that I possibly can, and I don't want them to wait until they're 45 years old. Right. So. Right. And that is something also that your predators are never bargaining for. No. They're never thinking that you're going to be surviving and overcoming any of this. You know, they're, they're thinking they're going to have you at hands, you know, arm's, arm's length, length for the rest of your life. So, so do you, you think, let me ask you this then with that statement, do you, um, and I know we talked about this before, but for the, for the podcast show, do you think he expected my name to be on papers? No. 30 years never. later? <laughs> never, never, never. He thought he had you right where he wanted you. He knew that... Yeah, and that. forever. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he knew that was all not you. That was, which is why he kept trying to manipulate you after, mm -hmm. after the arrest, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, trying to maintain control. And right. That pedophile did mention that in uh, the documentary that we watched. Groom. Mm -hmm. He even said that himself. The most important thing after the abuse takes place is to maintain control. Mm -hmm. And that's what Curtis tried to do with me, not only me, but I think that's what he did with the boys. I'm uh, sure it especially is. Especially with the 800 number. Like, yes, I'm there's sure. There's no way I'm the only one that got the 800 number either. Right. Oh my gosh, no. one of the John Doe's gave it to me. Yes, know? I'm sure. And I mean, because now he's in panic mode. Right. Or however panicked they can be. Yes. And he's got to keep everybody under yes. control. And I, I am, and I'm sure that if when your sister comes to do mm -hmm. the podcast, she'll express those same mm -hmm. um, concerns. But there is especially one of those John Doe's that we're very concerned about. Mm -hmm. So, um, still to this still day. to this day, well, all I, I, I'm, that matter, but one I'm very worried about us. all yeah. of them. But there's one that's very. I'm always one very. That, that's haunting. I know. Yes, I know. and I, I just hope that he. I hope that I don't know. Maybe he's doing okay now. Maybe he's gotten help and he's okay. I don't know, but I just do really. I really worry about him a lot, and um, 
I agree. I, I think the one that maybe moved to Hartville. No, I, I I don't know whatever happened to him, but I'm sorry, which I, one? The one that moved to Massachusetts with. Um, oh, the other one. I yes. think he might be okay. Mm -hmm. Because I think, I think he okay. got the help probably I that agree. he needed, and I, I think agree. he got the guidance he needed. I agree. But I think we're really in con concerned about the one that stayed in the area mm -hmm. that we know about, and um, so anyway, well, I won't digress with all that, but. Anyway, you know, it, the whole thing is heartbreaking. Everything is. But I'm just hoping that some, if one person listening today will listen to what we're saying and know that I have been waiting forever for you to get better <laughs> and could not be happier that you're doing this and um, could not be more proud that you're doing this because... I never gave up that you were going to get better, and uh, here you are. Here I am jumping Finally. out of that gate that you've been waiting for me to jump out of. Yes. Well, I couldn't do it without you, Mama and Sissy, and the rest of my family and Mark, of course, and uh, Dr. K. I don't use his real name because I don't want paparazzi after him because he's the best psychologist on the planet um, for me. But thank you to all that are listening, and um, thanks for um, coming today, Mama. You're going to have to make this a, a regular thing so we can do maybe like once a week and get Sissy over here when she's not baking all of her cookies. <laughs> but um, check it out. It's called Groomed. Perfect, perfect title. Uh, it's on Discovery Plus. It's about an hour and 25 minutes long. Um, you know, the anecdote for all functional survivors is not the same exactly but the poison usually is and i think i want to just mention um please if you are a male that has been abused especially watch it because there is a male point of view on there mm -hmm. as well and that i think is very important extremely important i agree he, so he pulled himself up yes. from the depths of hell yep. somehow thank god yes. so yes but he's very engaging to mm -hmm. to um to watch and to listen to his story and all their stories for that matter so thank you mama i love you love you too okay. <laughs>